on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Frazier leads it second the pitch. Has struck him out swinging. And excuse me, swing on that one. He didn't want to do that either. And another strikeout. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Foley. The run of great baseball continues for this team. Great baseball, especially in the sense that they're just winning game after game after game. And uh, they not only do they take the series, they took the series yesterday. They sweep the series with the win today. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. Today we're here on 94.5 ESPN. So if you want to get in contact with us, it's a little bit different to call us or text us. You can do so. Uh, you can call in or you can text in. The number is 800 999 800-990-3776. If you've got the WTMJ text line saved in your phone because we're normally over there, that's not going to work today. The text message won't get to me. So if you want to call or text 800-990-3776, the uh, Twitter account stays the same at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And uh, Jerry Augustine has mentioned uh, alongside, and before we get into the specifics of this game, it's I know they're playing the Pirates. I know you should beat the Pirates. The Pirates are not a good team. But as we look at the the number of wins this team is accumulating, it really is remarkable. It is just the way they're playing. And, you know, you have to like the way this team is going out and going about their job. First of all, we know their pitching is good, and they're getting the great pitching that they need. They have a solid bullpen. Guys are stepping up. They're Different guys are coming in game and doing the things, but it's a really a team. I think the one thing if we talk about the winning streak or how many games they've won on the 16 out of the last 21 or whatever it is, it's about a team going out and a lot of guys doing little things to help them win. And they're manufacturing runs. They hit a home run today. Uh, obviously, I'll hit his 13th today, but it's their manufacturing runs and doing the little things you have to do to win ball games. And they're surprisingly they need it at later on in the game late in the game they're able to get guys on base you get guys on base late in the game certain ways by accumulating walks and different things you're going to win ball games and that's what exactly what the brewers are doing i've mentioned this throughout this series and i'm not trying to harp on on the same issue over and over but mentioned the fact that in previous years the brewers have been known to maybe play down to who they're playing against and they didn't this series they have not while they're in this run of playing against teams that are below 500 they've they have dominated teams that they've played against but i got to be honest doggy as i've uh, there's been times in the series where they've been down and in those or tied down or tied and in those moments at, at no point in any of these games and i'm not just saying this because they happen to win them all I, I i promise you what i'm telling is the god's honest truth there has been no point at any of these games in this entire three game series where i ever felt like the brewers were going to lose that day i have I've, I've just thought that they were going to win all these games and that's the approach of the ball club and you, you got everybody working on, on all cylinders you know we we all we all talk about how do you win ball games and winning ball games is you got to have the good side you have to have good solid pitching the brewers have that both in the starting rotation and and in the bullpen you got to play strong defense and they have been 
defensively, they've been excellent this year. Everybody filling in, doing their job and what you have to do. And then what you have to do is you have to score runs. And we see a manufacturing run. We're seeing this ball club be aggressive at the plate when they need to. We see them be patient like they were the other night and got seven or eight walks and were able to uh, put a, a crooked number on the board to go, the, to win the game seven to four on the first night, first day in against the Pirates. So you're seeing what this ball club is doing, making adjustments as a team. And boy, it's nice to see adjustments as individuals. It's even better to see it done as a team. Let's grab our first phone call of the day. Dimitri's in Waukesha. Hey, Dimitri, you are on Brewers Extra Innings. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, Two-part question. Um, I don't know how the roster is constructed right now. Would you say we have more pitchers? Dimitri, you still there? You kind of dropped out on us. Yep, I'm still here. Uh, would you okay, say you ask guys, that question again. Sorry about that. No, no problem. Would you say there are more pitchers than hitters on the roster right now? I think the pitching has performed at a higher level, especially when you think about the three-headed monster of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and, and Freddie Peralta. Uh, well, I'm, would you say the pitching is better because they've been able to have a solid bullpen to let them go to the six starters? which gives the guys more at-bats so they don't have more people coming off the bench and give more people off days. I I think there's something there. Dimitri, you're kind of going in and out, so we're going to let you go, but we'll answer that. So here's – I've been thinking about this a lot, Augie, because we have seen Craig Council – allow starting pitchers to go deeper into games than he has previously. And I think it's very much connected to the six-day rotation that this team is running right now because these guys are getting an extra day off to getting ready. And and you're doing that because you're trying to limit the innings that they're going to throw over the course of the season coming from the 60 to the 162. So I think it's – I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. One of the most interesting aspects of what's happening with this team to me is you're trying to limit innings, so you go to a six-day rotation, but because of the six-day rotation, guys are actually pitching longer. So a, a strategy to limit innings is actually having the impact of starters going deep into games, and it's a really weird thing that it works out that way. I like the impact. I like yeah. the impact of what you do is, you know, they looked at the schedule, and you find out, like, the games that you have 16 in a row, I think, until they have the first off day. So you have to supplement your, your starting rotation and make it work. When you allow those pitchers to go in and they go on a six-man rotation, get that extra day's rest, it means so much. But it does a lot of different things. Number one, you allow that pitcher to get in the ball game and go a little bit longer, and you get to challenge him. He'll get in situations where, where sometimes where you might back off, take him out of that ball game, and you know, and not let him go through a, a tough situation. This now you might let him take that, get that extra pitch or that, that extra hitter. That's only going to help these this pitching staff because it's only going to get stronger. They're going to be more confident in what they're doing. They know when they get in a tough situation, and we've seen it out of Adrian Hauser. You and I have talked about it that now he gets in some tough situations. He's able to make some pretty good pitches, get out of them, which helps him extend beyond the four, three, and four and five innings where he was before. Now he's able to go a little bit further, and that six-round rotation really helps a lot. I'm 
I'm not trying to put the cart in front of the horse here, and we'll see how it continues to play out as the season goes along. But you might have stumbled into something here because, quite honestly, even you know next year is going to be normal again because you're going to be going from 162 to 162. So you're not going to have to put these things in place to try to uh, make up for that. But if if I'm the Brewers and if where the Brewers starting pitching is at at the end of this season is essentially where it is now, I go into the off season going. Do we just stick with a six-day rotation where we've got five guys and then we've got the sixth guy that comes up when you don't have many off days and when there are a bunch of off days, you send them to AAA and let them start there and you're kind of like Eric Lauer is right now? Uh, to me, there are a lot of reasons to stick with that even when you're not doing the 60 to 162. I think last year created it. I think what last year when we had this shortened, shortened season, we were able to go through it and having a, a, the less number of starts coming into this day, this year. And you've got – and let's still talk. Let's talk about the three guys that are throwing the ball really, really well right now with Peralta and, and Woody and Burns. These guys have never really started a full year of games. Probably the closest is probably Woody. Woodruff, yeah. Probably the closest. They still have to learn what it is to stretch it out for a full season. So what the organization has said we're going to do, you add Hauser to it, you add Lauer now who's throwing the ball pretty well and starting to find himself a little bit. You're allowing these guys to learn what it is to be able to pace yourself where you can go longer in the season. It's only going to help them understand. It's going to keep them stronger longer. And there's an old adage that if you pitch a game and you throw a game, you throw over 100 innings, 112, 114 pitches, if it pitchers go that long. Well, the next game, you might watch them a little closer. You the, the you might shorten them a little bit. But what this rotation is doing with the six-man rotation, the way the Brewers are doing it, and the way they have to do it now with the extension of 16 consecutive games in a row and off day and then finishing it up to the All-Star break, that six-man rotation is really coming in handy. 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776. If you want to call or text into the program, you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get the win over the Pirates 5-2. They sweep the series. Uh, we'll continue to discuss this game and this team more in just a moment on 94.5 ESPN. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. The pitch, runner holding, a swing and a drive in the center, and this one is going to get over the head of Reynolds, who rears around third. He's going to score on a standing double by Daniel Vogelbach. And the Brewers have the lead. 5-2 win for the Brewers over the Pirates. They sweep the Buccos. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings along with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. You want to join us? You can do so by calling or texting 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Mountain Badger tweeting in and says, uh, feels like you could do your entire show on Luis Arias. He's looked completely different since the Adamas trade awesome to see uh, yes yes that's the first let me start with that <laughs> secondly um, th- when they had, when they acquired Willie Adamas they didn't know that Colton Wong was going to be out with an oblique issue they didn't know that Travis Shaw was going to dislocate his shoulder and who knows when he's not going to get back any earlier than August and there's still no guarantee that Travis Shaw plays again this year if that trade not only helped the Brewers uh, kind of shore up the shortstop spot, but if if the roster is built 
the way it was then, right now, I don't know if they can overcome the losses of Wong and Shaw. I agree. I, I, I agree. I think when you pick up a guy like Willie Adamas, and you know, the thing is, is he's been around, he's a young man, he's still only 25 years old, but the way he plays, he's, you can see him in the infield that you need someone to take, take charge in there. Colton was the guy that was, that understands it. And he was your leader in the infield in the past. But I think when, since Willie Adamas is coming over, he's taken over that leadership, that captain in the, in the infield and has really been a, a good leader. And he's, he's a high energy guy. He's a, a vocal guy. He plays with a lot of emotion. And sometimes those guys can really be an extremely positive part of your ball club, both on and off the field. And I think you would agree with me, Matt, that he has been that he's come in and he's shown that we saw the play he made up the middle yesterday grabs it turns and makes a good firm throw he does fundamentally things very solid but he's a solid fielder what has it done it's given him the confidence coming over from from tampa bay he's come in where he was struggling with the bat now he's got he's got a little bit more energy mm-hmm. he's really swinging the bat going the opposite way he didn't go the opposite way as much early in the season now he's hitting the ball over the ballpark he's taking pitches he's doing the little things and leading and i think when you talk about a little guy like lewis urias coming in not understanding exactly how to go about and approach your job i think he's been a very very positive part where urias is playing right now and he's hitting he today goes two for four he's got the triple which is the arguably the biggest hit uh, of the game and man was he fired up he came into third and he's slamming his hands down uh, onto the third base bag um it's just for whatever reason the addition of Adamas to this roster has seemingly made Arias a better baseball player. Yes, how I think he's relaxed now. He knows that he's a major league player. He knows that he's going to play. He's going to get an opportunity. When you're that everyday shortstop and you've got to play there each and every day, you're young. You haven't played a full year in the major leagues like that. There's a lot of lot of problems with going out there every day and making sure that you do your job and everything is centered around what you do because up the middle is so important to be a go glove team up the middle and I think what you do is you allow him to relax allow him to go play and I'll tell you when you see him play both in the field and at the plate the way he approaches the ball it's just been a, a great change what the Brewers right now are are they're Tim Lopes and Jace Peterson and and guys who are not supposed to fill big roles on this team because of the injuries, they're filling big roles. And not that these guys are coming up with with big moments and big hits and things like that for today. You know, Jace Peterson is in the starting line today. He goes 0 for 3. He strikes out three times. Uh, So the point isn't so much about what they're contributing. The point is more about that they are part of a group that is that is winning and finding ways to win, and they're not bringing the team down. And there's times where you've got these injuries and you've got guys coming up from AAA, and it feels like those guys are a weight. And someone like Tyrone Taylor obviously has come up with big hits, and these guys have come up with big hits as well. But sometimes when you're one of these guys who's on the back end of the roster, it's as important. If them, it's a it's a it's a distinction, and it's a it's a tough distinction to kind of verbalize through. But but there's there's an importance to just making sure that 
you're not the reason that something doesn't go well for the team. And I feel like that's what's happening with these guys. And there's little things, and we can go all the way back to when Craig Council took over this ball club and, and part of the organization with with, with uh, David Stearns and Matt, now Matt Arnold as a GM, is the way they approach it. And the number one thing they've always said is be a good teammate. What does it mean to be a good teammate? It means that everybody's important. Anybody who puts, puts on that brew uniform, anybody who puts on a brew uniform and is on the roster for that day be prepared because you could play a big role in what we do and that that shows importance that everybody's up here you take the guys that you know probably if they were 100 percent healthy guys wouldn't be here yeah those guys are playing important roles because why because they're feeling they're part of they're being a good teammate and they can have a lot to do to what this organization is going to do from now to the end of the year that they are going to play an important role and that is so huge and you're seeing it in this organization and I think that's why you see when guys come over from other organizations really enjoy coming here because they walk in that clubhouse and right away they're part of that team. A 5-2 win for the Brewers over the Pirates. We'll talk about the pitching performance of starter Adrian Hauser. We'll do that next. We're back in just a moment here on 94.5 ESPN. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. And here it is. Runner goes, swinging a soft little liner. Is going to be caught for an easy double play. Luis Arias was making a charge anyway to take a throw at second base. Caught that little pop line drive and doubled up Reynolds. 5-2, Brewers get the win over the Pirates. They sweep the three-game series along with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. If you want to join us, you can call or text 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. That's a different number than normal because we're here on 94.5 ESPN and not on our normal home, WTMJ. That's because the Bucks picked up a big win today against uh, the Brooklyn Nets to even up that series 2-2. So a very good Milwaukee sports day today. On Wisconsin. There you That's go. That's all you can say. Yeah, it doesn't get uh, doesn't get much better than uh, what we've had uh, today in terms of uh, Milwaukee and Wisconsin sports. All right, so let's um let's get into Adrian Hauser a little bit. So uh, Augie, I gotta be honest with you. Anybody's listened to me? Like I, I do change my stance on things when when there's reason to change. And for much of the season, when I was uh, kind of evaluating Brewers pitchers, I always was saying, you know what, Hauser's the fifth guy. You got your top three, and then you got the veteran Anderson, and then, you know, Hauser's your fifth guy. To me, Hauser isn't the fifth guy anymore. Hauser is, to me, clearly the number four guy, and Anderson's kind of that number five spot. With Hauser's performance today, he's now got a 3.62 ERA, which will play, that's not just, that, that won't play just for a number four guy. I mean, there's there's top of the rotation type guys on, on some teams that don't have great starting pitcher that have you know those kind of ERAs. Two runs on seven hits today, two strikeouts, no walks. I didn't even feel like he had his best stuff today. There was some, uh, it seems like he was missing up at times. There, there, was, there was just moments where he didn't seem completely locked in, and, and here he is putting together a pretty solid final line. Yeah, he gets, he gets those ground balls, yeah. eight ground balls, like you said, but you know, I, I thought there's things that we've talked about in the past with Adrian Hauser, and, and I know you and I had a great discussion a couple of games ago and a couple of starts about his 
his aggressiveness on the mound, him taking over the game the way he should should do a little passive before. Now he's going in and he's using his stuff. I thought the second inning was a big inning where they had the bases loaded and he had Reynolds at the plate, who's a good hitter uh, and swings the bat well against the Brewers. And he got in and he needed to get a ground ball. Mm-hmm. What does he do? He throws a slider away and throws that good two-seam sinker down. What does he do? He gets the ground ball. Reyes tried to go to second base to get double play. They didn't get it and he scored the run. Right. And that, that was one of the uh, – they uh, tied the ball game there. But he needed a ground ball there. He needed to make that good pitch. You make that good pitch by being aggressive, understanding what you need to do to get a ground ball. And that's his good two-seam sinking fastball. He did it there, and we're starting to see it. After that, he started getting on a roll, really throwing the ball real well. And uh, uh, right from there on till uh, he stayed in the game with the five and two-thirds in, I thought he started getting aggressive and really threw the ball very well. I would argue that that was the wrong play. I think it was Reyes over at third who was making that play. I think so. Uh, who, but I would have gone home. because yeah. And look, it's easier for, it's easy for us to, up here in the booth to yeah. say it. Um, and, and, you know, it takes, a, it takes a lot for a position player to, like, be, even be aware of where you're at in the lineup. But considering the fact that you had the pitcher Crow coming up next – I would have gone home on that play, and I would never even worried about the double play. I agree with you. I think what right there when I there's a, I always think with an infielder, and we always told this in college with our kids in the infield. If you're infield and the bases are loaded and you got less than you got less than two outs, if the balls hit to your left, always go with the ball, and that means you go to the double play and try to get the double play. And I, I think right there it might have been a a case where that's maybe what he did. Mm-hmm. He had that opportunity, but I agree with you right there with the, knowing the pitchers on deck, you may. You make get that play at home, and now you got the two outs with that pitcher up. That changes anything. They don't score any runs right. there. But I agree with you. I think that's a tough play. Uh, 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 a guy's got to do what he th- what he thinks right there. He just went. I think going moving to his left on the ball. He just went to second base. And in that in that one tenth of a second that you have to make that decision, right. who's going? Oh, you know what? The pitchers. <laughs> oh, that's the pitcher over there, and there's one out right now. But in all likelihood, the pitcher's not going to really do anything. So I'll go home instead of going to second. Yeah, you're you're asking because in very very often in that type of situation, if you can get the double play, that can be a really big moment for your team. And you're thinking about what do I do now? If I you know if, my, if the ball's hit right at me and I'm I have to go to my right, well I'm gonna I can automatically go home because it's taken me that way but if i have moved to my left towards second base i'm going to do that i'm just i'm thinking about you're not looking at who's in the on deck circle also that could have happened also the small thing and this is this is one of those things that does not show up on the box score the out recorded at second the foot may have come off a split second before and the pirates didn't challenge it and smartly so because there was not enough on video replay that they would have ever overturned that i say that and lord knows what the mlb replay people will ever see but if in that situation, if if the umpire at second says safe in that moment, at the same time, there's not enough video evidence to re- rule it the other way. So that's a that's a huge moment in this game because that would have been bases loaded, one out, uh, as opposed to runners at the corners two outs and that that's a turning point in this game oh definitely and you got the pitcher coming up but after that you got adam frazier who uh, against us just he hits everything all over the ballpark i think he's one of the better players on your ball club he just you get him in tough situations he all seems to come through but a big play there getting that getting it getting the out but whether you should have gone home or second base is always a tough call five two brewers get the win over the pirates got some phone calls we'll get to those coming up after the break if you want to join us 800-990-3776 
800-990-3776 or tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers get the win. They sweep the Pirates. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. And the pitch. Swing. Drive in the left center of base hit. All the way to the warning track and the wall. Around third is Lopes. On the third is Urias in there with a three-bagger. And this one is tied. 5-2. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Brewers extra innings rolls on. We are live at American Family Field. I'm with former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. My name is Matt Pauley. You want to join us, you can do so by giving us a call or texting in at 800-990-3776, 800-990-3776, or tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go back to the phones. Greg is in Waukesha. Hey, Greg, you're on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Matt. Hey, Jerry. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Greg. Doing well. Good, good. good. Hey, um, I just wanted to say... I think right now things appear to be clicking on all cylinders uh, for the Brewers. Um, I just I'm I am worried a little bit about this Red Series and today. You know, this weekend was the Pirates, but but still they're hitting. Um, and you know what? What I really noticed the past few games is is their defense. You know, they're not committing a lot of errors. You know, uh, Pittsburgh is a team that's prone to errors. The Brewers don't do that. Um, I guess my biggest concern, and then I'll, I'll hang up and let you guys talk, but my biggest concern is um, some of the relief pitching, you know, out of the bullpen. And I guess you can't have everything perfect, you know, all the way. But, you know, we have we have good starting pitchers, and then sometimes our relievers just, you know, tend to give up the ghost. Um, and obviously Devin Williams and Josh Hader are strong, but some of those other guys in the bullpen, I just, I just wish they'd pick up the slack a little bit more. So I wondered what you guys kind of thought about that. Yeah, Greg, appreciate the phone call. And first off, I think the back three guys in Boxberger, Williams, and Hader have all been really good. Boxberger has quietly pitched to a 2.70 ERA. So you got your seventh, eighth, and ninth innings covered by really reliable relief pitchers, assuming all three guys are rested. Across Major League Baseball, if you are not a the, the best relief pitchers go into those high leverage seventh, eighth, ninth inning roles. And then those that kind of that next tier guy is your middle relief type spot. And the Brewers bullpen, I don't think it's quite as good right now as it was when they had JP Fire Eisen around. But we saw Trevor Richards have a spectacular day the other day when he strikes out uh, all three batters in a bases loaded, no out situation. Uh, they just went and got Hunter Strickland, who began the season pitching the heck out of the ball with, with Tampa Bay. We know that David Stearns and Matt Arnold, I would be shocked if they don't add a bullpen arm or two uh, before this season comes to an end. But really, I th- if you take a step back and compare the Brewers' kind of middle relief guys, and let's let's forget about the high leverage guys for a second. We know who they are and what they can do. But if you just look at that next tier, the other relief pitchers who are not generally in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings of three run or less games, I, I still think you could really put up that group with most teams in baseball because quite honestly 
that's where every team it does not have great pitching. And it's a, such an important part of your of your ball club. Those middle innings, those guys that come in and give you the the, the two innings or the four outs or the six outs or whatever it is, uh, they're so important. And I really I I don't think there's any formula to the way they do it, but I really liked what the Brewers have done with their pitching staff. You take a guy like uh, Richards, when he came in, he struggled a little bit. He came in, he wasn't throwing the ball real well, had a couple rough outings. All of a sudden, they put him in positions where he could come in and just pitch. Not Maybe not a high, intense type, but get him in a game when it means something, and all of a sudden, he's starting to develop. Yesterday, that was phenomenal yeah. way he threw the ball. Got in situations, got ahead and made great pitches. You're seeing the same thing out of Yardley now. Yardley was struggling. He came up, was getting the ball up in his own. He needs to get the ball down. Yesterday, came in, got three ground balls. How did he pitch the ball? Down in the zone, that good heavy sinker down, good slider away. You're seeing that Craig uses this bullpen and he his thought process in it. I'm going to use these guys. I'm going to get them their frame of mind that, that I can put them anywhere and they're going to get their outs. They're outgetters, and I got to use Richards in a multi inning, or I got to use some of these guys in multi innings. Yardley's a multi inning guy, but I'm going to get them in a, in a place where they have confidence that I can put them in a big time of the game in the middle of that game and get those big outs they're huge the, every ball club needs them and I think the Brewers are on the right right way and now pick up a guy like Strickland who's thrown the ball early in the season could be a big part of this ball club and we didn't even mention Brent Suter who from a value right. standpoint it's in, he's an incredible value he's just he just he's a gamer he, he's the kind of guy that he wants the ball every day that he can get it he's going to go out and he's going to challenge you he's going to locate it and early in the season he was down a little bit, had some struggles, but boy, lately he's starting to get that ball up in on guys with that good cutter. He's much better. No Craig Council today. He was attending the graduation of, uh, of his son. So uh, Pat Murphy served as the interim manager. We're not interim, acting manager. Acting manager. Acting manager. We're not firing Craig Council. Acting manager today, uh, Pat Murphy. He spoke with the media. We'll get his uh, postgame thoughts coming up in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. Long fly ball gets the run. The pitch. Swing. Fly ball right field deep. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Garcia. 5-2 win for the Brewers over the Pirates. They complete the series sweep. Uh, today, one of Craig Council's sons was graduating high school, so Council took the day off work, and that means he handed things over to his bench coach, uh, Pat Murphy. Nothing new for Murphy. Uh, he has managed games a lot throughout his uh, career, uh, spent some time as the interim manager in San Diego, had a run as a uh, AAA manager before that, uh, had a fantastic, just an incredible, fantastic career working as a uh, head baseball coach at the collegiate level, working at Notre Dame, also working. At, at Arizona State. So running a game is nothing new for Pat Murphy, and he was in charge today. He spoke with the media just a little while ago. He was asked how many phone calls he missed uh, from uh, from council, jokingly, uh, at the beginning of his press conference. I haven't looked at it yet, but uh, um, I hope he didn't call during the game because I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have it with me. How, I mean, just the way you guys performed today, the, the offense coming through there in the sixth inning, the bullpen kind of laying out perfectly the way you would like, just, you know, big victory for you guys all the way around today, wasn't it? It's, it's tougher than you think. Um, that's a good lineup. Uh, the kid for them pitched great. Crow, he was he was sensational. Um, 
and really gave them a great opportunity and stifled us for a while. We had some great at-bats. Timmy Lopes uh, leading off that inning with a walk was huge. Um, you think of all the great at-bats in the game, you know, Vogelbach in the first inning double and, and the, the big at-bats by Abby and, and Urias and, uh, of course, Yelly um, left on left uh, coming through in crucial time. And then the, the way the bullpen lined up, give Hauser credit for the way he pitched. Uh, a lot of great things today, a lot, a lot of great stuff. You mentioned that Lopes uh, played appearance. How, how tough is that for a guy coming off the bench? I mean, he just got in the game that previous half inning, sees 10 pitches, fouls six off. I mean, that's that's getting it done, isn't it? I think it is. I think those things, those types of things, Jackie Bradley's get him over there and whatever inning that was before Yelly hit. Um, those things make offenses go. And today's game is as tough as runs are to come by. You know, that at bat, Urias first pitch, hanging, breaking ball, bang, triple in the, in the gap. Um, Bradley with two strikes, getting a guy over, knowing how to play winning baseball. Yelly coming through left on left against a guy that's pretty good against lefties. And, and um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's team offense. And I think that that uh, while their starter deserves a lot of credit, um, we put together some team offense when, when it counted. And the guys have been doing that lately. That's how we've – We've uh, won more than we lost during this, this this stretch. Hey Pat, you've also you also got the home run today too from from Avisel Garcia. That's thirteen now for him. What do you, you think has been the biggest difference for him with this with the power that he's had so far this year? You know, it's um, I think it's everybody knows it's in there, and uh, I think you know Haynes and Cruz have, have done a great job um, building up his confidence, and then the credits with the player, you know. Um, but I'll throw a little something else in there that uh, Willie Adamas has made a difference for him because Willie really looks up to him. And I think Avi feels this awesome st- sense of responsibility to like, hey, I, I need to bring who I am every day. And uh, I'm a big part of this and, and, and Willie needs me. And, you know, I think that that uh, player to player, um, you know, connectedness has, has helped Avi um, soar. Um, and play at the top end of his game because that he's sensational. I know there's to be like a, like a three-man rotation with him, Low Kane, and, uh, and and Jackie Bradley in, in center and right, but now with, with Lorenzo kind of, um, you know, in and out of the lineup with injuries, uh, to see Avi kind of take advantage of a, maybe a little bit more playing time. What's that like to see? Yeah, I mean, Avi's been uh, from day one, you know, Avi's said whatever, hey, whatever you guys need to help win, He's been that type of guy and, um, you know, counts is really great about being clear about playing time. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a great showing and, uh, obviously we got a lot left, but, um, Avi's been the one guy I think that has, um, solidified himself as, as, um, a guy that's playing at the top end of his ability. What about for Josh to pitch not just three straight days, but to get saves and like how tough that is as a closer to face a lineup, you know, three straight. You know, this lineup doesn't get credit obviously because they're, their overall team record, but this is a good lineup and they know hater because we play them, you know, 116 times a year, it seems like. And they've, they've done, they've done okay against us. And uh, for hater to do that, it's going to be interesting to see what he does four straight days or five straight days. (laughs) I'm just joking, but um, we joke in the dugout that we're going to get him up in the fifth. But 
Sorry, didn't mean to cut you off there. I was going to ask you uh, on a third straight day for Josh today. How much? How much are you relying on asking him how he feels physically? You know, can you go? Can you go? Does it does it become more important with each consecutive day that he's pitched? I think, you know, of course, it does. I mean, it's it's all about managing that workload and and having that player in the right mindset, understanding what he needs to do before he pitches, and I think you see that uh, Cars is on it. And uh, we talked about it. Uh, it was the biggest question to be answered today coming into today about Devin and him. Uh, Devin had gotten hot the day before, and it was a huge question um, whether they were going to be available. And we were hoping we didn't need to put him in the game. But today dictated it. Murph, that's uh, seven straight home wins for you guys right now, and just you're in, on an incredible roll. What what's the confidence like, and uh, how good do you guys feel as a unit? I think the guys know um, what I sensed. You know, is the guys kind of know how they have to be right now. They, they nothing's going to come easy. Um, we're, we're just we're going through a stretch here where our bullpen and our starters. You know, Hauser deserves a lot of credit for giving us what he did, and. And Box is an unsung hero, and um, job Devin did and Suter. So you like, you, you know, you're you're in a spot where the team knows, like, look, we gotta we gotta do, we gotta create some stuff, and um, it's different guys every day. But um, I think it's I think it's a good vibe. It's not unrealistic. It's understanding we could lose any game, and um, yeah, there's pretty they have fun too. I mean, they joke around a lot, and you know I don't like that. That's acting uh, acting manager uh, today in uh, in Pat Murphy, and we got a text message from the six oh eight asking how much input I think Pat Murphy has on the team, and then they comment must be a lot. He does. He is. Uh, Craig Council played for him in in college, and uh, they have a relationship. I was told. I don't know if this has ever been confirmed. I was told. I was working in the AAA Pacific Coast League uh, when. Uh, when Craig Council got the job in the middle of the season in his uh, in his first year, I was told uh, when I was working down there that they had reached out to the Padres organization about trying to get Murph in here right then, in the middle of the season, letting him letting him loose in the middle of the year, uh, and the Padres turned them down. And lo and behold, he was the interim manager with the Padres later on in that season, and they didn't keep him, and he was back or he was with the Brewers uh, that next year. But uh, there's I think that um, at, at some point in time, you would think he's going to get another opportunity to be a major league manager if he wants that. And he is going to be somebody that's going to be sorely missed when and if he does get that opportunity. He absolutely does have a lot of input and his, uh, his, his fingerprints are all over this team and this organization. And he is absolutely an asset that the Brewers and that, uh, Craig Council have. And he got to manage a game today. And of course he gets to, uh, to manage games anytime, uh, that, uh, Council happens to get, uh, thrown out of the game as well. All right. How did this game all go down? The Brewers come away with the victory. Final score. 5-2, and uh, we'll go back through the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. A 5-2 win for the Brewers over the Pirates pitching matchup today. 
Adrian Hauser going for the crew. Will Crow on the mound for the Buckos. The Brewers, they would strike first in the bottom of the first inning. Inning gets going with Luis Arias getting a base hit. Next hitter is Daniel Vogelback. The pitch, runner holding, a swing and a drive in the center, and this one is going to get over the head of Reynolds. Arias around third. He's going to score on a standing double by Daniel Vogelback. And the Brewers have the lead. The Pirates would answer that run in the top of the second inning. Colin Moran leads off with a base hit. With two outs, Gregory Polanco gets a single. That puts runners on at first and second. And then Ben Gamble, he gets a base hit. It loads the bases. Moran came up kind of slow over at third, so that's why they don't send him. Bases are loaded. At that point, Adrian Hauser was able to uh, really uh, find uh, the ability to get out of the inning. Kevin Newman comes up to the plate. He ends up uh, grounding into a uh, fielder's choice where uh, that would allow uh, the run to score in Colin Moran. Uh, but that would be it, and then they would get out of the inning beyond that. So it's just a 1-1 game at that point in time. After that, Hauser would really lock in, would not give up uh, another run through the first five innings. But the Pirates, they would take the lead in the top of the sixth. Inning gets started when Brian Reynolds reaches on an air by Luis Arias, a, f- a throwing air. The uh, next hitter, though, is Philip Evans. And here it is. Runner goes, swinging a soft little liner. Is going to be caught for an easy double play. Luis Arias was making a charge anyway to take a throw at second base. Caught that little pop line drive and doubled up. Reynolds. Yeah, the Pirates gambled a little bit there with the runner in motion, and it uh, bites them where you don't want to get bit, lining into the double play. That ends up even being a bigger deal because the next hitter after that is Jacob Stallings. Swinging drive into left center. This is trouble, and it is gone despite a leaping try by Jackie Bradley Jr., Jacob Stallings has just hit his fifth of the year, and the Pirates have the lead. Two to one at that point, and it would also uh, end the day for Adrian Hauser. Brent Suter would come in, would issue a walk to Gregory Polanco, would allow Ben Gamble to uh, double an intentional walk to uh, Brent Suter. And then interestingly enough, Will Crow, uh, he is allowed to hit for himself in this situation and a great run scoring opportunity. He ends up grounding out. That ends the inning. So when he's hitting for himself in a bases-loaded situation, you figure that he's got a lot of mileage left in the day. Well, not really, because you go to the bottom of the sixth inning. Tim Lopes leads the inning off, and Lopes has a fantastic at-bat, able to foul off pitch after pitch after pitch, really worked Crow, and he's able to work a walk. So we were talking earlier about some of these guys who have come up and being able to contribute. That's a huge contribution right there from Lopes and that he's able to draw the walk because what that does is it results in David Bednar coming into the game. The day is over for Will Crow. So that all backfires on the Pirates. They have Crow hit for himself and then he only ends up facing one batter and he walks him. Bednar into the game. First batter he faces off against Luis Arias. And the pitch. Swing. Drive in the left center. A base hit. All the way to the warning track and the wall. Three bagger and this one is tied. 
Not for long after a Daniel Vogelback ground out of Visayo Garcia at the plate. Long fly ball gets the run. The pitch. Swing. Fly ball right field deep. Get up. Get out of here. Gone for Garcia. Brewers take the 4-2 lead on the two-run home run off the bat of Visayo Garcia. A three-run sixth. 4-2 the score. Brad Boxberger comes in, pitches a scoreless seventh, bottom of the seventh inning. New pitcher for the Pirates is Sam Howard. First battery faces Manny Pena. Howard with a long look into Stallings. Has the sign of the 1-1. And Pena rips this one down the left field line. This is going to be extra bases. It rolls into the corner. Pena around first. He's motoring into second with a stand-up double. He's on at second, nobody out, then a solid at bat from Jackie Bradley Jr. as he's able to run the the runner, uh, move the runner Pena over to third with one out. Christian Yelich, it's his bobblehead day. He didn't get the start on his bobblehead day, but Christian Yelich then comes up to the plate with the runner on at third and one out. Here's the 2-2. Yelich, a drive out to right. Polanco came in on it initially, backs up and makes the catch, tagging from third and scoring his Pena. And it's a 5-2 lead for the crew. So Yelich drives in the run on his bobblehead day. Top of the eighth inning, Devin Williams comes in to pitch. Gets Gregory Polanco to fly out. Ben Gamble to fly out. And then he faces off against Kevin Newman. 3-2. See you later. Struck him out. Looking. And Kevin Newman was heading toward first base. Josh Hader then comes on to pitch the ninth inning for the Brewers, pitching for a third day in a row. First battery faces off against is the pinch hitter, Eric Gonzalez. One-two delivery. Hey, struck him out swinging. Popping away from Manny Pena momentarily, but he recovers in plenty of time to throw him out. A walk would then be issued to Adam Frazier in front of a strikeout of Cabrian Hayes. So two outs in the inning, Brian Reynolds at the plate. Frazier leads it second to pitch. Has struck him out swinging. And excuse me, swing on that one. He didn't want to do that either. And another strikeout. Brewers get the win by a 5-2 score as they uh, knock off the Pirates today. With the uh, victory, the Brewers, they uh, they improve. Uh, let's make sure we get their uh, record completely correct real quick because my computer's trying to have issues with me. With the win, the Brewers, uh, they move to 38-27. and 27. The Pirates, they drop to 23-41. and 41. Brewers, five runs, five hits, one air. They end up leaving just one runner on. Pittsburgh, two runs, ten hits, no airs, and they leave ten on. Winning pitcher is Brent Suter. He improves to eight and three. Bednar takes the loss. His first decision of the year, he's 0-1. He's also charged with a blown save. Josh Hader, he picks up his 17th save. Home runs in the game of Viseo Garcia hitting his 13th. Jacob Stallings for the Pirates hitting his 5th. The game lasting 3 hours and 9 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 20,545 folks. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. We'll come back. We'll preview uh, what's coming up next for the crew. Go around the NL Central and around the Brewers minor league system. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on ESPN Milwaukee. 
5-2 win for the Brewers over the Pirates. With the win, they complete a three-game sweep of Pittsburgh. It is their first sweep over the Pirates since a series that was played in September of 2019. They have now gone 17-4 over the last 21, 14-2 in their last 16, 9-1 in their last 10. They are now a season-high 11 games over 500 at 38-27. They are 9-1 in their last 10 home games, and they are on a season-high 7-game home winning streak. That's a lot to say. This team is winning a lot of baseball games right now. Going around the NL Central, only one other game has gone final. Reds knock off the Rockies 6-2. The Rockies, their road record, 5-27. 5-27 is the Rockies' road record. It is incredible how bad they have played on the road. Reds get the 6-2 win today uh, for the Reds. Eugenio Suarez hit his 14th home run of the year. The only other game uh, involving NL Central teams is the Sunday Nighter. We'll actually have that for you right here on 94.5 ESPN. Cardinals and Cubs down at Wrigley. That game is going to get started in the next 10 minutes. So as soon as we get done here, we'll get right into coverage of that pitching matchup. Uh, Carlos Martinez, who has been really struggling lately for St. Louis, he'll go for uh, the Cardinals. He's 3-6 and six with a 6.21 ERA. Former Brewer Zach Davies starting for the Cubs tonight. He's 3-3 three and three with a 4.45 ERA. Around the Brewers' minor league system, AAA Nashville, they lose at home to Indianapolis. 7-4. Zach Godley took the loss. He is now 3-2 this season. Double-A Biloxi, they're in action right now. Top of the seventh inning. They are trailing at home against Mississippi by an 8-2 score. High-A Wisconsin, they win at South Bend today by a 7-4 score. And then Low-A Carolina, they get the win today at Kannapolis by a 6-2 score. All right, so the Brewers take all three from the Pirates. Up next, a series against the Reds. Game one of the series coming up tomorrow evening as it's going to be Eric Lauer on the mound for the Brewers. The lefty Lauer is 1-2 and two with a 4.82 ERA. He is set to be opposed by Cincinnati right-hander Vladimir Gutierrez, who's 2-1 and one with a 2.65 ERA. Should be uh, noted for you, just as we get really into these summer months, the Brewers have shifted their start times for home games up until now. Monday through Thursday games had been 6.40 first pitches. Those have now been pushed back for about the next two and a half, three months until kids get back in school there at the end of summer, early fall. So for the time being, for the next couple of months plus, it's going to be 7.10 first pitch for most weeknight games here at American Family Field. So a 7.10 first pitch tomorrow. We're back over on uh, WTMJ. Uh, 6 o'clock for coverage. Greg Matzik will have you for Brewers warm-up. 6.35 for network coverage. And then myself and Jerry Augustine will be with you coming up tomorrow evening for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings. We'll do that after the game, again, over on WTMJ. Once again, the Brewers, they pick up the win today and the series sweep of the Pirates. Final score, 5-2. We'll talk to you tomorrow back on WTMJ.